You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. On this very special episode, I got the homie, you know, fellow BG alum. I got, you know, the first fam, uh, Dr. Don Karen in the building. How you doing? Hey, 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 hey. I'm so happy to be here. Finally, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, not to give no in, in more, more details, but, you know, we was talk, talking offline, you know, about people, you know, stealing stuff, you know, um, but uh, how, how you feeling? <laughs> yeah, we were definitely talking offline about, you know, people uh, stealing work and then passing it off as yours and then getting upset when you ask to be rightfully fully credited. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand. I mean, I knew, I know that Karens exist. My name is Karen, but I know that Karens <laughs> exist, but I cannot, I cannot believe that I'm facing a Karen situation on mm-hmm. social media. So it's, it's crazy. Who's the real Karen? <laughs> so I'm happy to be here. Maybe it'll uh, calm my nerves and allow me to, uh, allow, th- allow this to be a cathartic release for me. So yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, I appreciate you for doing this and taking the time to do this. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll start from the beginning. You know, let everybody know who you are and uh, how we got started with you know the fashion psychology and everything. So you know, me and you go back to the BGSU days. But you know, let the folks who may not know who you are uh, know a little bit more about you. Yeah, so we go way back uh, to our alma mater. Um, so it, it's nice to fast forward to see where we are now. So, um, so yes, hi everyone. My name is Dr. Dawn Karen. I am the world's first fashion psychologist. Often imitated, never duplicated. Okay, so, <laughs> um, so I, I pioneered uh, the field of fashion psychology. I do own the intellectual property. I've been. Um, uh, cited in countless publications. I've been requested to speak at several um, conferences through several organizations from uh, prime ministers, you know, from schools, what have you. So uh, I essentially f- define fashion psychology field as a study and treatment of how color, image, style, shape, and beauty affects human behavior while addressing cultural norms and cultural sensitivities. So you will see many people claim to be a fashion psychologist, but I started started it. I am the mother, oftentimes as a black creator. Um, you know, I, I am often overlooked. I am oft, I don't receive credit for the majority of the work that I do. Um, and in instances, I do receive credit. So uh, I had, this has been a long, long, long journey. 
um, packed with just a lot of twists and turns, um, mm-hmm. but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and even speaking about, you know, all the different things that you've done um, with fashion psychology, I guess, you know, go back to what made you want to, you know, fuse these two uh, fields together and, you know, start something new. What, what, what was like the catalyst for you to make you want to do that? Yeah, so oftentimes we can find, um, you know, purpose in in our pain. And so uh, while attending, after I graduated from PGSU, um, I went to graduate school. I went to Columbia University Teachers College um, to study to be a psychologist. And uh, while attending, um, I uh, was working as a model. I was working in the fashion industry at night. And then I was working as students studying Freud and what have you during the day. And so while attending university, unfortunately, uh, I had experienced a sexual assault. And, and, and instead of doing your usual talk therapy, I found um, healing through my clothing. And I said, well, I can't be the only one um, because I, I knew of Um, which is sad, this is so sad to say. And this was the beginning of um, uh, the Me Too movement and what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I knew of other women who actually experienced sexual assault and um, who were in the industry and who were not necessarily uh, inclined to speak on it, but they actually expressed their pain through clothing. Um, And so I was like, I I know I'm not the only one. um, And let me create a new uh, modality in the psychology field on, you know, healing. And so I actually used um, um, a few theories that I coined, uh, mood enhancement dress, aka dopamine dressing, Mm -hmm. um, to actually heal me uh, and, and to give voice and to to give voice to my pain and allow me to gain some control over, you know, my body after it was uh, violated. And uh, I know it sounds strange, but I want to say because I found my purpose in my pain, um, I was able to um, not only heal from it by creating fashion psychology, but actually profit from my pain because I was able to help others. So shout out to Tarana Burke, the founder of the Me Too movement, um, because she just gave, she just gave, she just inspired me um, through my own situation. And I was able to uh, create this fashion psychology field and give um, people voice, you know, uh, people voice, give people voice, um, to heal themselves, so to speak. That's good. That's dope. That's dope. And uh, to even speak about it, if you even remember, what were either like the type of clothing or like the colors that you were wearing around that time mm-hmm. that you that made you realize that you were, you know, expressing yourself through uh, your clothing? Yeah. So I went really um, back to like breakfast at Tiffany's uh, style, or think like. Um, 19, I don't know, maybe 40s, 50s, 60s, where the women wore hats and where, where they wore gloves. So I wore the gloves a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I wore skirts, A-lines, is it A-line? I believe A-line skirts. Um, and so I remember showing up to class and people were like looking at me. Um, I even um, had dreads in my hair, put my hair in like a beehive. Um, and wore like a long gown to class. So I was really like, 
every time I walked into class, which students were um, wearing, you know, the hoodies with the flip flops, <laughs> the, the sweatpants. So I was standing up out like a sore thumb. I wore feather earrings because I was also an accessories designer. I wore big feather earrings to class. <laughs> so I know people were looking like, what is going on with this girl? Like, <laughs> like it's 8 a.m. and she, she want to come in like being all vibrant and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, she don't oh get out of here with that. <laughs> so I know I remember like even a professor um uh calling me out saying oh my gosh I love your earrings oh my gosh I love your hair you know I mean she just couldn't help it like it just stuck out you know to, to acknowledge me um but believe it or not I was going through pain and I was healing and I was like hey if this could work for me I'm sure it could work for others so I actually um uh, at that time when we were studying psychology they said that if you experience some trauma you necessarily don't want to counsel in your trauma now i i believe several years later that they have since like retracted that but at that time they said that and i'm like no i probably would be more of an expert in, at my trauma because not only have i um studied about it i've felt it <laughs> so at that time i was like um i you know i don't really believe in that 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 approach and now like years later i've come to find out that they're actually teaching that it is okay to um counsel in the trauma that you have experienced because you're the expert on it in multiple ways so yeah <laughs> that's cool that's cool so as you started your fashion psychology what was like the first moment for you that you really realized like yo I'm really doing something out here. What, what was the like the the moment for you where you said, "Okay, I'm on the, the right road to you know really doing something"? Um, let's see. Uh, when when people began um, writing me, I be I began to be in the media. Journalists were asking me, "So this fashion psychology field? Can you tell me about the fashion psychology behind this and behind that?" So when I began getting offers to be on television in Australia, and this was before everyone um, was, you know, hopping on Zoom and doing news from their homes. This was mm -hmm. way before that. Um, I had to actually visit a studio and then they had to broadcast me from New York City to Australia. So once I hit that first interview, I realized that, okay, I think we're onto something. And people began writing me and saying, hey, they were writing me from Asia, like from all over the world saying, hey, wow. uh, can I, can I learn, can I, can I learn this from you? So that's when I knew like, hey, I had something. And I, then after that, I actually um, brought it to the Fashion Institute of Technology where I'm the first black female psychology professor and the youngest. So I, I knew it was like about that time that I'm like, uh, I realized that this is not just going to help me. This is just going to help the world. That's cool. That's cool. Um, you spoke about uh, a little bit about the uh, term you created, uh, mood enhancement, dopamine dressing. Uh, before you kind of explain that, I guess tell the folks and tell me about the type of people that I guess may uh, seek counseling from you or seek a session from you or and, like the type of things that they uh, you kind of see some some folks go going through that make them want to seek you out and uh, want to talk to you. Yeah, so initially it was uh, the people who got it were um, women who were of the uh, Muslim faith. 
um, mm-hmm. because they covered, they understood when I said the words fashion psychology, they understood because they, they their whole experience with clothing and how people perceive them and how people, perce- how people perceive them at that time, you know, they were very much being stereotyped as, you know, due to, ster- um, due to terrorism. So those mm-hmm. women actually knew when I said fashion psychology, they knew, okay, they knew about perception, how someone could uh, stereotype you. They knew also how, okay, when they wear something, it could be perceived as this, but they themselves are wearing it for their own perception. So those were the first people to understand it first and actually went out to the Middle East and lived in Kuwait, between Kuwait oh, and Dubai. Huh. And um, uh, yeah, and they were the first people to understand it. Then after that, it was more so um, like the people in the creative industries, like um, people who studied music. So I had musicians. Um, this person is a uh, huge behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah, so I work with um, Chris Robb. Um, he's big behind the scenes. Uh, the musical director for uh, Wanda Sykes' show, The Upshaws. Um, that's on Netflix so I work with him so he understood it people in the creative industries then it was like uh, politicians Um, and then um, it's then it just went on to like your everyday persons you know moms and people now it's people who suffer from ADHD so Mm -hmm. it's really just taking off slowly 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 um, gaining some traction and I would rather have um, consistent success rather than you know, rapid success. Um, so yeah, so uh, th- these are the people that sort of gotten it over the years. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Neezy here. I wanted to make sure that y'all go and get your Naturally Nate Instant Moisture Duo. That's right. You know, this Instant Moisture Duo can be used on braids, locks, twists, beards, and all of your natural hair. The moisturizer is all natural ingredients. One of our key ingredients, aloe vera. You know, aloe vera is really great for your scalp. And our oil blend is a mixture of the best oils that you can use to promote hair growth and give your hair a good shine and overall just a natural glow. So you're getting two amazing products. Make sure you go to inaudibleruckus.com slash naturally nay. And also you can follow us on Instagram at naturally underscore nay, N-A-E-E. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, you've also written a book, um, Dress Your Best Life. Speak, speak about, you know, write, writing that book and what was the motivation behind that and I guess the reaction you've been getting from that. Yeah, so Dress Your Best Life, my baby. Um, if you haven't heard about it, it it's not your fault. Um, it, it was a pandemic. It, it, it came out literally um, a month after the pandemic. Um, so... I didn't get to do your usual book tour or even some of the media runs. Um, so I quickly had to transition into, you know, what we're doing now, which is um, Zoom interviews. But Dress Your Best Life, my book, baby. Um, I have been working on it the entire time uh, since I began creating my theories um, while attending university after my sexual assault. So this book had been written for a while. Like I was just slowly okay. writing away. But Dress Your Best Life is in five languages. Um, it's in Ukrainian, it's in Russian, it's in Czech, it's in um, English, it's in Spanish. And um, I realized that it transcends politics right now, what's happening um, in our world 
um, where Russia and Ukraine, they're actually at war, um, it transcends it because I do have readers in Russia. I have readers in Ukraine. So um, I, I even, due to my book, I've even been re requested um, to go to China to speak wow. about my book, considering uh, the U.S and China relations currently. So it seems to transcend politics. So I'm very, very, very diplomatic um, in my approach to my book um, because I have readers all around the world. Um, I do, I, I can't stand for people to be mistreated and abused. So I, I have to speak up about that. I have to take a stance for that. But uh, for the most part, my, my, my field, my book transcends politics, but it's been doing very well. So to speak, um, like I said, I, I transitioned um, during the pandemic. I transitioned to, uh, during the global Black Lives Matter. Um, so there was even a call for they need to hire more uh, black authors. They need to give more black authors a chance to have a, a book deal. You know, so I was in the midst of all that. I had I had to think, you know, very quickly on my feet. So um, I'm currently now doing a book tour. Um, hopefully we don't go into another. Uh, I don't know. Right now we're in a recession now. So we went from a pandemic to a recession. So I'm literally mm -hmm. planning a tour. Um, so if you want me to come to your school or your your uh, speak at your conference or your through your organization uh feel free to visit my website but yeah dress your best life is doing pretty well my students love it i get fan mail i even got fan mail from ukraine believe it or not um That's someone awesome. said like yeah yeah someone said like hey we're, we're in a war um but you know i read your book and it's giving me hope and i'm like i, I literally wow. cried so it's doing well um you've spoken about a bunch of different countries and stuff so i'm sure you've done some some traveling th thanks to you know fashion psychology and everything so a two-fold question one uh what's been your favorite country to visit so far and two as far as the fashion and the culture uh which one has been your favorite oh, if they're different okay i i probably shouldn't say i have a favorite but i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it uh my favorite country has been ukraine Believe it or not, I the Prime Minister of Ukraine actually requested uh, he, um, the Prime Minister of Ukraine. He was in office when former President Obama was in office. So Prime Minister of Ukraine, Arseniy Yatinsyuk, and his wife, First Lady Teresa Yatinsyuk, they actually invited me to a security forum, a security conference, y'all. Um, so, and there was war at the border. There was still war at the border. It was in a, I don't, I want to say beginning stages. So they invited me to a security forum where I spoke about fashion as a soft power. And at that time, they banned the burkini. It's what um, women wear who want to cover their entire bodies. They banned it in parts of Europe because they deemed it as a security um, a security issue or security threat. So I was there and they said, can you please enlighten us? So we're not just looking at it from one side. Um, so I was there to talk about fashion psychology and this whole entire notion as fashion as a soft power. And I literally had a bodyguard. My bodyguard had a bulletproof vest. I was riding around in a van, uh, a SUV with bullet, uh, bulletproof uh, SUV and even when wow. I stepped out the car 
um, a, um, a local said, is that Rihanna? Is that hey. Rihanna? <laughs> so shout out to Rihanna. Hey, Riri, ASAP Rocky. I work with ASAP Rocky too. Um, so yeah, so that was my favorite country as far as clothing, attire. They did actually gift me um, the, the Ukrainians gifted me with local traditional um, attire. So I actually have some shoes and like um, okay. a dress. And so I would say that was my favorite. They really took care of me. Oh my gosh, they took care of me and my assistant. Shout out to Rose. Um, so that was my favorite place. But you know, and like, you know, a couple years from now, I'm going to go to another country and I'm going to say that was my favorite place. So <laughs> I really, uh, as, as a mother, she never has favorites, but that was my, my that, that I was really taken care of when I went to Ukraine. Okay, okay. Shout out to the Ukrainians, you know, yes, and the, yes. the, the, the whole country of Ukraine. Yes, uh, yes. You mentioned you worked with uh, ASAP Rocky. Speak about that. How, how was that? What was that um, situation about? Yeah, so ASAP Rocky... Um, this was right before he was, this was like right before he was about to um, really just kind of go extremely public with Rihanna. So um, I was kind of like, all right. And I remember he had made some comments about, um, I believe it was black women wearing red lipstick. I'm not, ex I can't exactly remember because yeah. it was a past mistake and you know, we, we forgive people and we move on. Right. So, um, I was kind of like, is it okay for me to work with him? You know, I know he was locked up abroad somewhere. And so I remember like talking over with my team and everyone's mm -hmm. like, yeah, he's, he's super cool. Like he's, He's evolved and everything. And I was like, okay. And so I worked with him on a campaign for Klarna. Um, mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Klarna. Um, Klarna, uh, the buy, uh, Klarna had a campaign um, that talked about, you know, um, coming out of the pandemic and what sh you should wear and this whole notion of mood enhancement dress and, you know, wearing particular colors. So I worked on a campaign alongside him super cool um i think that literally like gave me another stamp of credibility <laughs> that 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 i'm not yeah, just he, he a fashion killer yeah fashion killer that gave me like that literally gave me a boost in my career so i'm like wow you know so i mean and Klarna paid me nicely they paid me nicely so that helped too so so yeah hey. uh <laughs> speaking about uh asa rocky and rihanna both two you know icons uh as far as artists and fashion and everything, who are some of your other, I guess, uh, I wouldn't say inspiration, but just folks that you like to look at because you know, like, hey, they gonna do some stuff. Uh, either be, you know, uh, dead or alive, just folks in history or like currently that like, hey, you know, every time you see them step out, you know, they like on point fashion wise that just has you like inspired. Okay, well, um, and this is in no particular order. I do not have a hierarchical um, uh, a whole notion of this. Okay. So this is, uh, first up Queen Rania. Um, Queen Rania is, um, of Jordan, the country Jordan. She okay. wears modest fashion. So she's very covered, but believe it or not, let me tell you, she's covered, but she's stylish. My okay. next person is, um, Megan Marco, uh, the Duchess Megan Markle. So um, I love her. I mean, I I what can I cannot say anything hey, bad about her. Shout, like, shout shout out to Rachel on, on on the TV show. She was on. I, yeah. I, I love it was just a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, you know, former actress, now princess. Um, right. Who else? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, right, right. Um, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Marlo Hampton. Um, she, I, I do, yes, I, everyone, I do watch um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, <laughs> you know, but she is very, very stylish. So, um, I, I love a lot of, I can't like, but these are like the three that I like. Um, I can, if I go even further back, Dor Dorothy Dandridge. Um, okay. uh, so I like to just give women of color, particularly, um, uh, women of color, just a shout out. Um, cause I think we're oftentimes overlooked, um, when it comes to fashion, you know, so, um, so yeah, so these are just a few, but I'm sure I have like a whole list, like I'm sure. So okay okay uh to have a little fun with it uh you know again we spoke with asap rocky you know mr fashion killer mm -hmm. uh what are some of your favorite fashion songs because I, I i did look up some uh some top fashion songs that i wanted to uh run by you uh mm -hmm. to get your thoughts so uh of course asap rocky fashion killer yes we got <laughs> kanye west christian dior denim flow yes jay-z tom ford yes jay-z jay-z change clothes yes <laughs> another classic one run dmc my adidas oh yes wait i forgot about that <laughs> yeah my uh, uh yeah you know you don't want to get me started uh we got macklemore with thrift shop yes uh migos versace 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 yeah you know what i'm saying um uh, let's see Gucci Gucci from Crayshawn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Chanel from Ray Schremer. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Gucci Mane with Met Gala. Yes. Okay, okay. And then, let's see. Um, suit and Tie, Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. I forgot. All that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. That's mm -hmm. good. Uh, we talked about her once before. Um, um, Azealia Banks, Van Vogue. Yes, yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Um, Fashion Week from Wale. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then, um, what's the last one I'm going to go with? Let's go with High Fashion from Roddy Rich. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I'm currently listening to Azalea Banks. Shout out to Azalea Banks. Um. Everybody wants to, um, you know, talk a lot of, you know, what about Azalea Banks. But she's actually our female Kanye. She's a genius. She came out with this song recently called I Rule the World. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 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 it's a smash. It's, she's always been in that... Um, that space of uh, uh, giving highlight, like highlighting the the LGBTQ community. So she really makes music for that community, but she's mm. been doing it for her entire career. But she just came up with this this major hit, I Rule the World. So that's my anthem right now, because I really want to affirm, like say it as an affirmation, I rule the world, you rule the world, girl. You know, so Azalea Banks, shout out to her. I love her just as much as everyone loves Ye. I love Ye too. So um, they both are, bipolar if we're talking mental health they both are bipolar but one gets um praised and then the other one you know gets you know just berated so i i have to support uh azalea bank just as much as much as i support uh uh kanye so everyone check out i rule the world i do not know azalea bank so i'm not getting paid to endorse her <laughs> but, but it's always nice to uh, uh, uh support a fellow black artist fellow black creator <laughs> Well, we're gonna have to make sure we tag her and all them get get this interview to her. Let, let her know, like, yo, you, 
got some fans out here. Yeah. So, so definitely shout out to Az- Azalea Banks. Uh, yeah. uh, besides her, I guess right now, who, who else is in, in your, uh, your your playlist? What what, what else you, you you bumping on, on on your streaming uh, platforms? Oh, okay. Uh, Steph London, Steph London. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but I know all her music right now. Um, so I'm bumping her super sad that um they she broke up with burner boy because i'm i'm bumping the african giant um mm-hmm. so that whiz kid i'm i'm really in love with Afrobeat and even uk music like uk music um uk hip-hop i'm really into that right now um that london drill yeah it, it's it's speaking to me really speaking to me like Oh my gosh. Um, I'm even look, I'm I'm even uh what's in it's someone else. I can't remember. Oh my gosh, and she just came out with this smasher. If I think of it um before we end this interview, I definitely come I'll definitely tell you. But yeah, it's it's man, the UK, they they really have their own and it's good, it's just as good as ours. So so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely got some heat over there. Definitely got some heat over they there. They really, really do, like extremely. All right, and then uh, I know I've heard you speak on a, a little bit before, but let let the folks know. Uh, I guess what are your thoughts on the Met Gal? I know you, you mentioned before about like uh, how you want them to be more open with creators, but I guess speak on that a little bit with the uh, Met Gala. Yeah, the Met Gala. I just want them to be, you know, more inclusive. I mean, obviously. The tables, you know, run you some racks. Um, but I did a, a interview um, for USA Today, you know, um, just talking about, you know, the old guard or the gatekeepers. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the things in the industry, particularly the fashion industry and even the psychology field, as much as, uh, you know, the, the, the there's, you know, gatekeepers within the fashion industry, which I'm actually trying to... Um, to spearhead to open even in fashion university so i am very you could ask my students at the number one fashion university in the world fit you can ask them i'm really a crusader for you know um letting all of us in you know um it's very very guarded and so i i can see that it's starting to it's it's moving past this tokenism where we have like one black model or one black designer it's moving past this tokenism and starting to be all inclusive so um uh, shout out to um the met gala for even uh, you know even opening the the doors inviting influencers now you know mm-hmm. to grace their carpet their red carpet so um but yeah i'm definitely a crusader just for you know just open the doors and even in the psychology um the psychology field in itself you know uh, they 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 clown dr Phil. you know they clown um like psychologists who are on the tv side of things mm-hmm. um and now like it's all the rage everybody wants to be a uh psychologist influencer you know uh, in the media um so mm-hmm. you know i'm really breaking down the doors with that i i mean you wouldn't believe i was called a doctor feel like some literally some somebody referred to me as a doctor feel and i remember the day that they called me that and they said you're a quack doctor like doctor feel i took to my bed as my mother would say super uber uber depressed and uh i remember my father called me and said dawn i need you to google dr phil and i'm like daddy why do i need to google dr phil he's like google him i Mm -hmm. google him 
He says, what does his net worth say? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm reading. He says, John, <laughs> keep reading. And I'm reading. It says 400 million. He says, so Ooh. tell me. He says, he says, so these people are calling you Dr. Phil, the, like, doc, knock off Dr. Phil, the quack doctor. Tell me, why are you depressed? And crazy enough, the next day, Harvard University, someone from Harvard contacted me and said, we want to bring you out to speak at our school. You know, mm. so just how the universe works and, you know, so the, the push and pulls. But I'm just saying, you know, just to get back to the point, there are a lot of gatekeepers in the fashion industry and the psychology field. So I'm literally breaking down those doors. So, you know, people in, in my generation, you know, after my generation, they don't have to go through the racism, the sexism, the ageism that I've gone through, the doorkeeping, if you will, that I've gone through. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Look at you. You you you're doing things. You know. You know when you when you first. You know it's it's only right that you, you do great things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know the first and the finest. Yeah, the first and the finest. You know what I'm saying? And the coldest. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Also, you, you spoke about being a a teacher and professor. Uh, how's that been for you? Uh, 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 being being a professor and teaching and students. Oh, I love, if it were not for my students, I don't think I would have made it, honestly. Um, the, the old guards um, or the dinosaurs, let's say, I, I call them dinosaurs. And um, this is just a talk about just how um, outdated or just, just how they're just trying to hold on to these just antiquated ways. Like, uh, so if it were not for my students, I honestly... I would have given up a long time ago. I really would have. Um, they are literally my backbone. They have my back, my front, my side. Um, they really ride for me from here all the way to Australia. Um, because I do work at the uh, Fashion Institute of Technology. Um, even when I experienced racism, my students uh, staged a social media protest. They did a. Um, they were going to stage an in-person protest, but the pandemic hit. So they really have. They really have my back i also have the fashion psychology institute so if students are not able to learn from me at fit they learn um, from me through fpi fashion psychology institute so i have students as far as australia so my students are literally they put the battery in my back they keep me going when i get depressed when i get down um they they, they just keep they literally support me and just tell me we need you we need you you know the future needs you so if it weren't for them if i didn't have access to those future minds because um i i i i i do everything for them because they're the future you know they're they're the ones that are going to be in those seats in the future so if it weren't for them i don't know where i i don't think i would be like i said i think you wouldn't have fashion psychology so <laughs> i love them that's dope that's dope i love it i love to hear that i love to hear that you know the, the kids of the future you know the those young minds i, I love that they, they they put in the battery in your pack and, i mean the battery in your back you know and keeping you inspired and all that i love that yeah. so uh before we wrap up i want to uh also kind of go back a little bit earlier to you know the dopamine dressing and, and the mood enhancement so i wanted to throw a, a few colors at you and i just want to you know get your thoughts on on these colors you know the the let, let the folks um know a little bit or your thoughts about those colors all right mm -hmm. i'm only gonna do a few you know what i'm saying so okay. uh let's go with pink first one uh pink femininity um just off the top of my head femininity um 
But now pink is pink. Pink is a tricky color because it started off for boys and then now, uh, then it was for girls and then now it's just like an all-inclusive color. But I would just say femininity, softness, just two words. <laughs> uh, let's go red. Red, uh, power, um, sensuality, sexuality, um, good luck. Um, let's see, orange orange um orange orange why why am i drawing a blank right now uh vitality vitality i'll just say that vitality vitality creativity but i'll leave it there okay um and we'll go with black for the last one black uh mysteriousness uh um intimidation mysteriousness am i am i am i making up words or is this a word but intimidation let's say that (laughs) that's dope that's dope uh uh, you're on tour, so uh, we'll wrap up by, you know, let everybody know about the tour, where they can find the book and everything, and then, you know, get your social media. Yeah, the tour. So I'm on tour. Um, if you go on my social media page, you'll see my post that's, uh, that I pinned um, that talks about my tour. If you want me, I'm doing ceremonies, conferences, classes. Um, so if you want me to to come out um, um, and talk about my book, Dress Your Best Life, just send me an email and we'll work out the details and I'm there. Where to find me on social media? I'm everywhere. I'm on TikTok. I'm on um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, uh, in, did I say Instagram? I'm everywhere. Twitter, mm-hmm. I'm everywhere. So all you got to do, everyone, just type in my name into Google. You're going to see all of, and just follow me. But I'm at Dr. John Karen on Instagram. I'm mostly active on Instagram, but I am on all platforms. Okay. Okay. So uh, thank you for taking the time, you know, to speak with me. And, you know, I know you got a, a busy, busy schedule. You, you're out just doing dope things, dope things. Uh, so again, you know, appreciate you for taking the time to doing this, you know, and then this has been another episode of the Music Impulse. I'm here with Dr. Don Karen and we out. Bye y'all. <laughs> yep. <laughs>